Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 98 of the Booth Review. Getting awfully close to that century mark here. We're going to do a little bit of a, a recap this week. Every once in a while, we run out of time to do the pick and we always say, we'll just do a reverse pick We'll just do a reverse pick And it never happens. Well, this week, not only do we do an actual pick episode, but we're doing the reverse pick as well. Brendan, how are you today? Good. Really good. Uh, I'm sitting next to Robbie Carpentier. We are in the A1 um, and Seth is virtual. We're all about to be together in a couple hours watching Monday Night Football. So I'm really excited. Glad that this little last minute plan came together uh, and we get to record a podcast and spend time with each other all on the same day. It's so rare nowadays, but, uh, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm Robert, also doing how well. Are you? No, I'm also doing well. Thanks for asking. I was going to get to you. No, I know. I was saying, thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Even though he never asked. Well, he was going to. I knew he was going to. I can ask you if you want. I'm good. I, I want to just pick him. We already picked him. I want to go over the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Carp's, uh, Carp's eager to talk about week 14. I am too. Uh, it was actually really good week of football games. Fun. Um, the, the 1 p.m. slate was like meh. Um, uh, but the 4 p.m. and the uh, and the night game, awesome football. So I'm excited to talk about it. Um, so should we just like get into it? Oh, Seth, how are you? I'm chilling. We're, we're having good. a good time. Thanks I for mean, asking. I, don't, Thanks for asking. I was. <laughs> I spent all of yesterday and today just catching up on some miscellaneous stuff, and uh, I don't have a final until Thursday, and that's my only final this week. So. This is a class where I got – it's the written portion of the final, and the, in this class we had a midterm, and on the written portion of the midterm I got 100, so I'm really not stressed at all. I'm kind of just taking the next two and a half days to you – know, like I'll, I'll study a little bit. I'll probably spend like an hour or so just refreshing on everything, but there's not much to know for this final, so we're really like – we're good. We're, we're pretty much on break mode at this point. Nice. That's, that's a man of confidence right there. Not much he needs to know for the final. Right. Um, you, are, you are the Mike McCarthy of that final exam, <laughs> which is a fucking phenomenal transition into the first game of week 14 that we're talking about. Cowboys, Washington Redskins. You're so good at this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've had some practice. Uh, Cowboys, Washington football team, Redskins, whatever. Um, I think I picked Washington solely because Mike McCarthy guaranteed a win. Seth picked the Cowboys. You had Washington plus six and a half. I had Washington plus six and a half. Um, so, yeah, thoughts on the game. Uh, Carp, what do you think? I mean, clearly it was a tough way to lose the bet. Um, they were getting killed, and then they came back and missed an extra point that would have covered the spread. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I was less worried about the spread. Uh, we both walked away with money yesterday. We did. Despite mm-hmm. a couple horrible bets to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I mean, I thought that the first of all it was a good game. It was a good game. I, I did. Dak did not impress me at no. all. Um, but I, I'll be honest. I, the more I watch Dallas Cowboys football, the more I think like this team has swung and missed on coaching, like many years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I I rarely rip coordinators because I I like to think that the head coaches implement the systems, then the coordinators just are merely play callers. Mm-hmm. But 
I believe his name's Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is the Yes. AC. Okay. He used to be my favorite coordinator in football mm-hmm. because he's a Boise State guy. However, I don't like what he's been doing in Dallas. I know that their offense isn't bad. I know that they put up points or whatever. I watch them, and I just feel like they're not taking advantage of their weapons and their line, like, well enough at all. Like, it's almost yeah. like they, like, inverse play call, and it's, like, weird. Um, that being said, Mike McCarthy's terrible, too. So. Awful. Um, like, I like Jack Prescott. The numbers that he was putting up at the beginning of last year before the injury, you think he was a sure lock for the MVP, and obviously coming back from an injury like that isn't the easiest thing in the world to do, and it definitely changes your game. But he, his production is not great. Um, and I think I've noticed this more than some other people just because I'm a Dak fantasy owner, so I've been feeling the pressure from, from him not playing well. He's low 200s in almost every game sometimes not even reaching the 200 mark for passing yards good for at least one or two interceptions a game right um and maybe a passing touchdown here or there not really using his legs well, and let's also put it this way taylor heineke on the other side of the field went 11 for 25 for 120 yards right right and a pick mm-hmm. and a touchdown his final rating was 55 you know what Dak Prescott's rating for the game was? Probably worse. Like 58. Oh, yeah, no. So you know what I mean? Same. It's yeah. hard to be worse than the numbers I just said. Right. And you're paying Dak like he's a franchise guy, as he's supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is a guy that's a, arguably just a – should be a, a backup. backup. Yeah. Right. And obviously the, um, the game ended up being closer than, it, than the first three quarters looked because Dak threw a pick six and then all of a sudden right. Washington was back in this game. and and they get themselves in a position to tie the game. Um, but if you're Dak Prescott against Taylor Heineke, you look at that, the, the final score of that game, you're like, holy shit, this was a close game, like good yeah. game, without having watched it. Like this is a close game, probably, you know, two teams that were battling. And like Dak Prescott was no better, just eye test than Taylor Heineke. Um, they're disappointing, the Cowboys. I said this to Seth. We were big on the Cowboys earlier this year, and people were putting them in the Super Bowl conversation. I just don't see that. Because you play a team like Washington, and they struggled in the second half of that game and really almost gave it away. Seth, I don't know what what you think. I mean, you picked them, but like – Well, they only scored 20-3, right? Second half? Yeah. I'm more concerned about the run game with Dallas. They had no rushers get above 50 yards. uh, Zeke's been terrible all year long. I mean, it's just, they they don't, it seems to me like, and even when you look at the averages, those like Zeke averaged 3.8 a carry, Clement averaged 3.4 a carry, and that's on 12 and 13 carries each. I mean, when they run the ball, they can get a couple of yards, but it's almost as if they're not running. Like, I don't want to say not running it enough, but like, maybe not relying on it as heavily as they need to be. I mean, if Dak keeps on struggling, I mean, you can't have, like, you're not going to win playoff games when you're starting QB barely gets over 200 yards and he goes one touchdown, two interceptions. It's just not going to happen. It's weird because you expect it almost like <laughs> these are two teams that aren't bad teams. Well, that's sorry. Siri does that sometimes. <laughs> that happens to me when I'm recording podcasts okay. all the time. When I say a word that's... Tell that bitch to not interrupt me. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you, like, you, you expect these teams to like, play somewhat of a clean game. There were 14 penalties, 130 penalty yards. Right. Right. There were, what, six or seven turnovers in the game? Maybe more. I think there were seven turnovers. Six turnovers. 
yeah. right? And, like, it makes you grateful. Like, we watch Patriots football all the time, and, like, that's not a problem. And then this reminds you just how how bad every other organization and every other team is. Like, you look at some of these box scores from a lot around the league, especially one like this, like, oh, 27-20, probably a good game. Good quarterback, talented team. No, there were six turnovers and 130 yards of penalties. Like, it was a – you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm looking at the Cowboys – kind of overall season right now in terms of building a resume for them to be considered a serious contender coming out of the NFC, you know, competing for a Super Bowl. There was a lot of hype around this team early on in the season. I'm looking now, especially at the games that they've played and the fashion that they've played them in going back to before Thanksgiving, um, because that was a pretty devastating loss for them on Thanksgiving to the Raiders in overtime. Um, I think that the that, only that looks worse now that looks way worse now after <laughs> this week yeah and we'll get to that game um i think that the cowboys probably have two or three games where you can say like yeah they definitely proved to they looked like an elite offense their defense had all the pieces necessary to win the game and two of those games are wins i think the first game of the season against the buccaneers on thursday night football was a really good game that they probably should have won and came up like two or three points shy uh, they took the uh, the now AFC leading Patriots back then, not AFC leading, but the now AFC leading Patriots to overtime in, in a very good game where they trailed late uh, and ended up coming away with a 35-29 win. Uh, and then the Falcons game, they were coming off of that loss to the Broncos and they came out and they hung 40 on the Falcons, which like Falcons are not a great team by any means, but when you can hang 40 on a team uh, in, in the fashion that they did, that's impressive. But really other than those three games, you know, you lost to the Chiefs in an ugly game. You lost to the Raiders. You lost to the Broncos. You beat, like, the Eagles. You beat the Washington football team barely. Like, I can't add too much else to that resume to be able to sit here and say that they are serious playoff contenders in my mind. Well, I mean, part of that, too, is the Packers at the beginning of the year did not look amazing. The Buccaneers early in the year did not look amazing the cardinals i mean we weren't sure what was going to go on i mean they started off insanely hot but then tyler has his injuries issues and hopkins is having his injury issues right so like and, and then the rams started to look fallible all of a sudden so really the only team before thanksgiving that we had seen and we could look at and been like okay this team you know seems to be playing really well against every single opponent and they seem to be consistent we can wink out is the cowboys it's just that ever since then, you know, the Cowboys obviously lose on Thanksgiving, like you said, and then, um, you know, the Packers have turned it around significantly since the start of the season. Uh, Buccaneers, I mean, like, <laughs> the Buccaneers are looking like they're going to be right up there in the championship conversation for the NFC, you know, who knows, come Super Bowl time. And, you know, the Cardinals have looked outstanding. Um, and so that's just kind of what I think happened where it was like, Every single week, we have to have someone where we're like, oh, these guys are the Super Bowl favorites now. And it just keeps on every right. single week. You know, they have to hype somebody up. And early in the year, because of how bad all the teams we were expecting to be good were, it just the Cowboys just kind of were like, hey, we're here. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I think you can give them a division, especially after this one. Um, oh, Absolutely. You know, I don't think that was really ever in question. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I think after this week, you could have made the argument that, like, you know, Washington or Philadelphia could have 
with you know some set of yeah, miracles could have right, but yeah, i don't but i think at this point it's safe to say like yeah the cowboys have locked it up right until this week the jets could have been in the playoffs right yeah. it doesn't mean not to say it was going to happen but i think right. now we can yeah. without you know given any jinxes i think we can say that the cowboys are going to get us east but that doesn't mean in my eyes that they're going to be serious contenders for the season. um maybe win a playoff game who knows but uh yeah all right let's move on to the next game this is this is going to be an interesting one uh, not for the game itself, but for, you know, the team that was involved in the game. Jaguars-Titans. Uh, the Jaguars, like we said yesterday, Seth, are a fucking mess right now. Yeah. Fucking mess. I know <laughs> you want to talk about Urban Meyer. I think we all do. I mean, what, what the fuck is this team? Like, on, honest to God, I, I think in my lifetime of watching the NFL, I have never seen a more poorly coached, poorly run, poorly whatever franchise in, in a single season. Um, and the Jaguars have been bad pretty much every year except for once when they went to the AFC Championship against the Patriots. Other than that, I look today, their win totals, the preseason like win total over under has gone under in like every year except for 2017. Which is to say, this franchise has underperformed for the better part of right. all of our lives. But have we expected them to do anything other than underperform? And I mean, they had that one year where they almost beat the Pats in the playoffs. Jalen Ramsey, that, Blake Bortles, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette uh, and Calais Campbell. They're like, oh, they're going to be great. and They're going to knock off the Pats. And then they just were shit that year and they've been shit ever since. Yeah, okay. This year's problem is Urban Meyer. That's just, it's the truth. Like, (laughs) I know they have a rookie quarterback and they're not supposed to win games this year. That's fine. All right. But if you're going to tank, at least tank quietly. You know what I mean? (laughs) Don't, (laughs) like, if you're essentially what's happening, essentially what's happening is the ship in, in Jacksonville is sinking. And then Urban Meyer is like the band on the Titanic that continues to play the music as it's going down and people are boarding the lifeboats. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like everybody's jumping ship and they like continue to have the band playing right. <laughs> while it's sinking. That's Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah. Or he's steering it and like sees the iceberg before it crashes and like let's fucking hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's happening in Jacksonville. Yeah. Two things stuck out have stuck stuck have stuck have stuck <laughs> out to me. Where's the grammar guy? Um, have stuck out to me over the last couple of weeks. The first one, James Robinson is probably their best skill position player. Yeah, and he's not playing. Okay, he's their running back. <laughs> he is not playing. Do you know why he's not playing? One fumble. Well, because Urban Meyer brought in Carlos Hyde, whom he coached Ohio at Ohio State, yeah. just to do that, okay, who doesn't look good. Yeah. So you have your best player not playing. Now you have your rookie quarterback come out and say, I don't know if you heard this. Yeah, he was he vouching goes, for Robinson, right? Not vouching. He said he needs to be on the field. <laughs> He goes, we, we can't do it without him. He needs to be on the field. Yeah. So now your rookie quarterback's calling out your coach who thinks he's too good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the second thing that stood out to me, and I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Did you see that story that came out where he had each and every one of his coaches defend their resume to him? Yeah. And he said, I'm a winner, right? I won at Utah, I won at Florida, and I won at Ohio State. Where have you won? You guys are all losers, apparently. Right. Yeah, we talked about this on the podcast yesterday very briefly. And my main takeaway was uh, that he was calling out the coaches that he hired, that he brought in that are on his staff. 
Right. So these are guys that, you know, when Urban Meyer got the job in Jacksonville this past spring, summer, whenever it was, these are guys that he brought in that he said, I'm going to give you an opportunity because I trust you. And I think you're, you're a successful coach and you have something working for you on your resume, uh, on your coaching resume that is going to benefit this team. And now we're more than halfway through the season and Urban Meyer is going to the same guys that he hired and saying, prove yourself to me. Why are you here? What have you done? Like, I'm sorry, were you not the guy that went out and got these coaches to be on your staff and now you're going to call them out and have them defend one by one what they've done to prove themselves as coaches? Dude, talk about dude, this toxic. This can't be right. Did you see their, their stats from this week? They ran no, the ball. Not good. They ran the ball eight times for eight yards. <laughs> you have a rookie quarterback averaging one yard per carry. <laughs> you have a rookie quarterback that's struggling, and you're like, you know what? Let's have him throw forty five times against a good Titans team. This to me sums up Urban Meyer. This was a tweet that that uh, was sent last night. Um, Urban Meyer post game press conference. They get pretty much blown out by the Titans. The Titans probably could have put their foot on the gas pedal a lot more than they did I personally think um could have won that game 50 to nothing but uh but the Jaguars looks horrible Urban Meyer is asked about Andre Cisco playing more again I guess I, I don't even know who Andre Cisco is I guess he's a defender uh so he was asked about when Andre Cisco is going to play more again or like what his status is and Urban Meyer responds with quote Cisco is playing a little bit more I believe I don't have his numbers right in front of me do you know how many snaps he played against the Titans? Give me the snap now. Zero. He oh, played man. zero snaps against the Titans. <laughs> and Urban Meyer's like, yeah, he's been playing more. How I about, think. <laughs> did you see it when they tried to send James Robinson on the field, the positions coach, did the running back coach? Urban Meyer, like, stepped up and, like, held him back <laughs> from going on the field. That's a joke. I mean – there's so many I, in my Instagram saved. I have so many Urban well, Meyer hold on. stuff we just, that I could just pull I, up. I, I don't want this to become the Urban Meyer podcast, but I think it should. Yeah, I mean, it could be. <laughs> Let's just remember how he got this job, right? He leaves Ohio State a amid a little bit of controversy. Remember, he had like that guy on his staff. There were some weird things going on. Right, yeah. Okay, like he was beating his wife or whatever, and Urban supposedly knew, but yeah. they kind of swept it under the rug a little. Right. He leaves there. And he said he was too stressed out. Remember, he was having, like, panic attacks, and his heart couldn't take it, and his yeah. doctors advised him not to. So, like, he took something that's stressful as hell, college football, and was like, I'm going to go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't handle the stress in college. Why the hell are they hiring this guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, do well, it I mean, doesn't he took year or two off to, like, be a commentator on TV. And then when he He's did terrible that, at that. Well, yeah, but the best part about that is I don't know if you guys saw I saw it earlier today. There's like a graphic where it was like, according to Urban Meyer, the three things of a um, like when, when it's just like a dead situation or like an unredeemable situation. And number one's like infighting. Number two, I forget what that is. And number three, selfishness. And it's like all three of them are things that he's been doing. And it's just great. Dude, what's the one thing a rookie quarterback needs? I would say stability. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I would say stability or, or like leadership. You know what I mean? Like just something that's – like when you bring a rookie in that you're expecting to do well, bring him into a situation that already has an established culture. 
You know what I mean? Also, name some of the greatest or the best young quarterbacks in the game right now. Patrick Mahomes, Mac Jones is leading all rookies. Guys like that, I mean, I named two. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, sure. I was just kidding. <laughs> all of those guys come from great coaches. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, great, whatever. He's, he's had a great year. Yep. Andy Reid, very established coach in the NFL, has taken his team to two Super Bowls, has been a journeyman. Um, Bill Belichick, greatest coach of all time. Yeah. And then you've got a guy like Trevor Lawrence who was called undoubtedly the most athletic draft prospect since Dan Marino. That's right. dating 30 years back. This guy has been labeled the most athletic draft prospect. And he's being really yeah, I, I think that's right Well, now. I think that's the wrong word. I don't think athletic is the right word. Because, like, there's guys that are more athletic, jump higher, run faster, stronger. That's right. what athletic is. Or maybe athletic. I would say the most can't-miss prospect. Sure. Okay. Because athletic, I don't, I don't think that word fits. Um, but all those things also had something, like I said, it's the established culture, not just the coach. These are organizations that didn't reach for their guy that already had winning established. Like the chiefs were winning before uh, Patrick Mahomes showed up. Right. The, the Ravens won before Lamar Jackson was their quarterback. Patriots won, take out Cam Newton before Mac Jones showed up. All these situations had some taste of winning. Now you have Jacksonville with just blank blank sheet. Like, here you go. Like, we, yeah. we suck, and you're supposed to change it, and you're 23. Yeah. Good luck. No chance, dude. Yeah. No chance. My other bone that I have to pick with the whole Urban Meyer situation is that halfway through this year, there was that video of him out at the bar with the, you know, the yeah. girls grinding on him, whatever. It was a whole, like, big thing, and – and that was a scandal within itself. And then the Jaguars came out and publicly said, like, oh, we're not going to, like, fire him or punish him. But, like, we let him know, that, like, he's on thin ice. When you have to come when – when have the Patriots ever had to come out and say, like, hey, we were close to firing Bill, but, like, hey, you know, we're not going to, but we're publicly saying now he's on thin ice. Dude, That's no recipe for that would success. Be like, that would be like Seth and I doing a podcast tomorrow and, like, you coming out and being like, look, like, we're very close to getting rid of Seth. Like, one more podcast that's, like, not good, and, like, right. he's gone. Which we're not doing. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. And, like, how would he approach the next show? Like, right. he'd be scared. He'd be whatever. Like, And if you're a fan of, you know, the Jaguars, and you hear that your head coach, the guy that – a new head coach, the guy that has just been brought in to, you know, turn the ship around and right the wrong, so to speak, uh, when you hear that the front office and upper management – upper management um <laughs> has uh has basically threatened this guy's job and said like well he's on thin ice like one more wrong move and you know you're fucking through how are you supposed to get behind any sort of you know team or coach like that i mean it just seems like this team has been set up for failure from the very beginning of the season uh and urban meyer continues to just be an issue um and it'd be one thing if they were like knocking on the doorstep but man they're getting pumped by every team they play like every team they play they're getting pumped it's sad um so hold on wait before we move on i just wanted to see what uh i, I went to look it up i can't i can't pull it up anybody know what his contract is no idea Who? to be honest with you uh, urban, meyer. urban meyer i want to say they gave him like a five year but i don't remember off the top of my head urban all meyer, i'm saying is buckle your seatbelts Wait, yeah, uh, I know. Oh no, it's not publicly available. Should well, that's be. good. Should be <laughs> good. Prior to his hiring, the media let me ask you this: saw a deal around twelve million. 
Right. Let me ask you this. Is there one coach in the NFL that you would rather have Urban Meyer over? Like, like think about it. Like, Matt Nagy? Give me Matt Nagy. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go through the worst coaches in the league. You know what I mean? I'd rather have Adam Gase as my freaking coach. And he's not even, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Give me one coach you'd rather have over uh, or Urban Meyer instead. You know what I mean? You mean a coach that's available right now? No, no, no. no he, he's saying, one he's saying coach if, that if you would replace, like, yeah. between Urban Meyer and another coach, give me a coach that you wouldn't pick. I'm oh, saying, you're saying he's, any he's other guy. the worst coach in the oh, league. Oh, yes, I agree. Yes. I'm saying, yeah, I would take I think that there are guys that are out of the league that I'd rather have than him right now. Like, Dude, fuck, I'd rather have Wubby Smith than him. There's there's college coaches. Give me, give me Vance Joseph over him. <laughs> Deion Sanders, literally. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'd take, I'd take like, a... I'd HBC rather have Steve <laughs> Belichick as my coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, legit. Yeah. Whatever. It's then, horrible. Move on. Yeah. So anyway, Titans won that game. That was expected. Uh, and the Titans are, you know, at the top, not the very top, but near the top of the AFC uh, with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown eligible to return from IR in a couple weeks. Right. Just saying that might be scary. Okay. Seahawks and Texans. Ugh. Do the Seahawks like what happened? What happened to the Seahawks? What do you mean? They didn't lose any pieces. No, I know. They, they won this game. I take, I take everything I just said 45 seconds ago back. I may rather have Urban Meyer over Pete Carroll. <laughs> that might be the one that might I be the one spot. Pete Carroll is the Joe Biden of the NFL to me. No question. <laughs> Dude, no idea what's going on. Puppet being dragged <laughs> around, forced to say things like no idea what's happening. Yeah. Dude, I'm guaranteeing you this. Okay. He wears his headset, right, with a cord, okay, and drags the cord around. He's not plugged in. I, I'm <laughs> telling you it's not plugged in, right? And so, like, the, he'll, he'll start yelling things into the thing. Yeah. It, 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 the quarterback doesn't hear him. The offensive coordinator doesn't hear him. They don't care. He's a joke. Done. Loser. Loser. Uh, what happened? This team has, for the last decade, always been a – top seed in the nfc top i mean been to a couple super bowls won a super bowl they missed their window plain and simple missed their window but, but like on paper okay they won like, a super bowl i just think that their window was closed already like what do you mean like they, they won that super bowl and ever since their defense okay. has gotten progressively when, worse right but since right. when does a super bowl win close your window I'm not open. saying that the win itself closed the window. I'm saying yes, you did. You said they run. won their Super Bowl, and that I thought was closed their window. No, that was I literally what you said. Super Bowl, and then their window closed. Their window closed immediately after it. They got they had a two year period where they looked like they were competitive, the and then they didn't do anything. Whatever. Uh, but that's the point. Like, you had a young quarterback that's supposed to be top five in the league for the next. 15 years after that Super Bowl or 10 years after that Super Bowl, right? You have Lockett. You have DK. You know what I mean? You have one of the highest paid safety in football. You have Bobby Wagner. You know what I mean? Those pieces are all still there. They've just reinvented the wheel. I mean, you look at the Seahawks Super Bowl teams. You had the Legion of Boom. You had, uh, what's his fucking name? The Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman. 
and then the right. So starting Bobby in 2012, Wagner. Bobby start, Wagner was still there, so he's still here. Starting in 2012, they win 11 games, then they win 13, 12, 10, 10, 9, 10, 11, 12. Like that's legit. Yeah. So what happened? That's my like. What what happened from all of those years to to this season? I understand that Russell Wilson went out, but a team that's consistently winning double digit games every year, except for like what one? You said they won nine, mm-hmm. um, and even then they probably still were like buying for a wild card spot. Um, like you should be okay if you have your weapons. Their run game is is pretty good. I don't know what happened to this team. I mean, they, they they're a very crazy. poorly coached team. But that's the same, true. But the coach is still the same. Correct. So I, I can't pinpoint what's wrong. Well, I'm telling you, the, the, the coaching is still the same. The talent has gotten slightly worse. Yeah. On defense, slightly worse. A, you lose, what, Doug Baldwin on offense? That's it. You had, at the beginning of the run, you had Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. Lynch yeah. So what, Carson's been good. Not great. Good. He's good. Yeah, he's a good runner. They had Alex Collins, too, for a little bit. Yep, and your quarterback can move. I don't know. You got slightly worse, and that just exposed the coaching staff more. That's all I think it is. I genuinely think it's a Pete Carroll problem. It probably is. It's just caught up to them at this point. But it's crazy to me that this team was as good as they were. Before the season, didn't Russell Wilson, like, almost want to leave? Wasn't that, like, a report? (laughs) Well, yeah. Russell Wilson pulled the greatest stunt of all time when – it was rumored that he might be like move. They were gonna move him, right. and then he goes to the Seahawks and says, "Hey, I'm not requesting a trade, but if you feel the need to trade me, here's five destinations that I'd like to end up at." Right. Again, not requesting a trade, but here's five teams that I ideally would <laughs> like to play for if you want to trade me, which immediately was like weird. Yeah, because he's he's he Russell Wilson by nature is a quieter guy. A leader, relatively yeah. humble, yeah. problemless. You know what I mean? He is not a his wife's hot. Yeah, he's not a super she is. He is not a super that helps him play football because Oh, it definitely does. Look at the all time greats. It definitely Brady does. Yeah. He's with Bridget Moynihan you have, you have and Giselle to play for and, every Sunday. Yeah, wake up. <laughs> you got a nice reward waiting at home. I mean, look at the single quarterbacks in the NFL. You don't think Smash Sydney helps you okay, podcast well, no, better? Right, okay. So true. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that him having a beautiful wife affects his football. Thank you. Him having a wife definitely affects his football. I I just I think no. Hold on, hold on. All all I was getting at was Russell Wilson being a guy that's like the quiet leader. You know what I mean? Not an not an outspoken, crazy, unpredictable guy. Um, become a little bit of a problem. It was just super weird to see. That's why I think there's something going on culture-wise in that organization. Or else that wouldn't have happened. That's not who he is at heart. That is not Russell Wilson. And so I think it's deeper than just they're having struggles on offense or defense or whatever. Yeah. I think it's culture, Pete Carroll. I mean, the guy's, what, 70 years? Like, he's, he's the oldest coach in the league. Probably good, you know what I mean, to run off into the sunset. Yeah, probably should have left after that Super Bowl win. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, this game was uh, not fun to watch. The Seahawks, I mean, the Titans scored 13 points. I had, the I didn't waste my time watching that game. I, I had red zone on, so I just, yeah, I got it. But um, yeah, kind of an ugly game. 
I don't think there's any implications for either team, maybe draft picks for, for the Texans. Um, the Seahawks are still mathematically alive. In the, 15 of the 16 teams, did you see that graphic yesterday they put on the screen after Sunday Night Football? They showed the playoff picture. And you know how it's like division leaders and then wild cards, and then they say in the hunt. They had every team that wasn't a division leader or locked up a wild card spot in the hunt. Well, there I mean, were literally like 10 teams in the hunt right. all tied at like The Seahawks five are 5 and 8. Yeah. Yeah, well they have gee, who they have remaining. They have Rams, Bears, Lions, Cardinals. Assuming you grab one against the Rams, right? Which could. Which is a gettable game all of a sudden. Yeah. They they've gotten worse. Right. Um Bears you almost should win. Yep. Lions, Lions you, you should. should win. And now all of a sudden you're like 8 and 8 <laughs> going against the Cardinals at the end of the season, right? With a chance, and who knows the Cardinals? Is well, and who too. knows the Cardinals could have their playoff spot locked at that point and rest starters, right? And yeah. you might be able to get in. So who knows? But that's true. Uh, that's, that's all it, I was looking that's at. That's what I was saying. Was like, the NFC is wide open. I was saying that on the podcast the other day um, that the NFC is just so fucking open this year. There's just so many teams at five and eight right now that are vying for a wild card spot. It's crazy. Um, all right, next game: Raiders, Chiefs. Boy, was I wrong about this game. I said Raiders plus 10 was like the lock of the fucking century. Yeah, I teased it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And you teased it to what, 16 and a half? Yeah, and it they didn't still didn't chance. fucking cover. Oh, right. my God. The Raiders are finding new ways to lose football games. They fumble for a scoop and score on the first offensive snap of the game. Josh Jacobs takes the snap and just drops it. He didn't even get it punched out. He just literally dropped the football. Raiders, uh, Chiefs pick it up, go to the end zone. It's already 7 nothing, And then... Derek Carr looked horrible, and I feel so bad for Derek Carr because I like his ethic, and I like his play style, and I actually think that he's a pretty capable quarterback. But this Raiders team is just too Oh, dead. Derek Carr is a top-10 quarterback in the league. Yes. Easy. Easily. Um, this is not a top-10 team, unfortunately. Which first you need both first thing I'll say about the game is watching that Raiders team, I looked at my dad and I said, John Gruden wouldn't let this happen. Right. It just He wouldn't let it happen slow the game down, do whatever he could to keep his team in it. He's an intense guy. There's no doubt in my mind, whether, whether you think it's right or wrong that they fired Gruden, okay, take that out of it. The Raiders are a better football team with John Gruden on the sideline. That's I don't think that's really that much of a, like, statement there, though. Like, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, like they were playing really well at the start of the season. Like it was, and and I mean, they even showed flashes last year of like what they could be. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he gets fired and then they have the whole thing with rugs. And then I was just saying, there's just been too much shit going on with this team for them to revive their season. And it sucks because like Seth said, they looked so fucking good early on out. We were saying like 11 wins for this team. We were calling it and. They couldn't even score a touchdown. Dude, what yesterday. stuck out to me was, like, it wasn't even that Mahomes beat them. It was the running game for yeah. Kansas City and the turnovers. I mean, the Raiders beat themselves Yeah. Um, in large part. I think any team would have beat them yesterday. You turned the ball over four times right away. Like, right. you're going to have issues. Yeah. Um, that being said, how much are you reading into it that the Chiefs are back? Uh, a good amount. I think the Chiefs have proven now for the past four or five games that, you know, they started off slow. Um, you could say like a back-to-back Super Bowl appearance <clears throat> hangover um, because they didn't have a Super Bowl win hangover last year. I mean, yeah, they lost 
some games here and there, but they, they marched their way right back to, to the Super Bowl. Uh, and then they just looked like shit in the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say the Chiefs are back, which is scary sitting here as a Pats fan having to you know, deal with them because the one time that they're having a quote-unquote off year, they're figuring it out now all of a sudden. Um, and they just put up 40 fucking points against a divisional opponent in a, in a game that mattered for both teams because Raiders' playoff hopes were still alive, and that would have been a huge win for them. Um, so, yeah, I definitely say <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they're still not doing particularly well overall in conference. They're 4-4 four and four in conference. And, you know, you, you look through I mean, the Patriots are 7-1 and one in conference. Uh, it, a lot of the Chiefs wins are coming against teams that they likely won't be seeing until the Super Bowl. And even, you know, getting to that point, like, look, they just – they still – aren't doing a good enough job of protecting Mahomes. The offensive line's been in shambles all year. I don't like I think that them winning the sixth straight is more indicative of the guy like it's more in spite of the offensive line to me than it is anything. And I think that they really need to get that addressed. And I also like how I was like, you know, I think they're going to win less games this year than they did last year, because I don't think the offensive line is as good earlier, you know, like in the summer. And yep. then all of the people on our Instagram posts were like, dude, you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Their offensive line's way better than they show up this year. And what the fuck happened? Hey, blind squirrels find nuts every now and then. <laughs> Broken clock is right two times a day. <laughs> Correct. Um, well, and, and Mahomes yesterday actually had his highest rated game of the season. And he threw for 250 and two touchdowns and completed 20 passes. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has not been spectacular. No. no. Not, not at all. Not by any means. You know? But, you know, anytime a team in the NFL can go on a six-game win streak, I get that they're, you know, they're beating NFC teams. Um, and, you know, the Broncos win in – in uh in division uh was not all that impressive they only won by two scores uh they only scored 22 games. right and they beat the green bay game is one of the games that started it yeah they beat jordan love yeah you know what i mean they didn't beat rogers they didn't right. they, they ain't beating that green Bay team from yesterday right no no um, not by any means so i mean i'd say the chiefs are more back than they were at the beginning of the it's kind of weird actually hold on hold on look at the reason that they're winning Okay, they let up 17 points against – what? Is it just turnovers? No, they, they let up 17 points against the Giants. They let up seven against Green Bay. They let up 14 against Vegas originally. Then they let up nine, nine, and nine on their last three games. They're not winning because Mahomes and the offense are that much better than they defense. were. Yeah, it's turnovers and defense. You and then, right. if you, mean, and then I test, too, if you watch those games, it's more like – <laughs> the other teams beating themselves. We saw the Raiders okay. yesterday screwed themselves. Patriots and and uh, Patriots and Chiefs play tomorrow. Okay. Oh Siri, Patriots and Chiefs play tomorrow. Okay. Neutral site. Take home field out of it. Who's favored in that game? Well, I'd like to think it's the Patriots, but favored. probably not. Interesting. Well, the Patriots weren't favored against the fucking Bills last week, and like we were the top team. So, like, I'd like to think it's the – I think the Patriots win that game. I don't know what – Interesting. What the I Vegas just odds would roll as. I would say the Patriots would probably beat them. Okay. I think the Patriots, unbiased, because, I again, I was down on this team and now I'm back. I think they're the best team in the AFC on both sides of the ball right now. 
yeah. and it proves they're at the top of the AFC. I would say they're probably, other than the Packers, best in the league. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I hate to call a team out of it ever in a game, but when you're down 35-3 at halftime, that's pretty fucking devastating. So I was sitting there yeah. at halftime, and especially because I had Raiders plus 10, I was trying to think of, I was like, all right, if the Chiefs can score 35 in the first half, then the Raiders can come back and cover. <laughs> but no, when you're down 35-3 at half, it's really tough to have any sort of optimism about how the rest of that game is going to go. Uh, so that was wow from the uh, Raiders. Really tough. Uh, all right, next game. Saints-Jets. The Saints finally used Taysom Hill the way that he's supposed to be used. Uh, Saints looks good. Um, they cover that spread pretty easily. Five and a half, not a big deal. And I, I think it actually moved to four and a half right before the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Saints are still in playoff contention, which is wild because, the, what, did they drop five in a row after Jameis went out or something crazy like that? They were – yeah. Yeah, they dropped like five games in a row and are and looks you know finally got a bounce back win yesterday. Um, it, it sucks I mean, because are... the Saints team was good. They were good yeah. with Jameis, very good. Um, and then weird coaching decision. I li- I'd like to know what you think of it. Why they started Trevor Simeon and not Taysom Hill early on? I'd still I would rather have Trevor Simeon as my quarterback. You think so? Yes. Even even after the performance that he put out in those three games. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I, I wouldn't care for either one of them. Right. There's better quarterbacks out there, um, somewhere. You have to imagine. Yeah. Um, no, Taysom Hill is nothing more than a Cam Newton. Plain and simple. Yeah, I think he's probably better. Yeah, I, I maybe a little. Yeah. Not. He's not prime Cam Newton, and he's not Cam Newton last year. Right, he's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But. No, dude. I mean, I mean obviously, I don't want him as my quarterback. Your dude. guy was Jameis, and then he goes out for the year, and it was like, all right, like, you know, this was like a. I mean, congratulations! You ran for two touchdowns against the Jets. Against I just, the Jets. I think that. Well, first of all, they're paying him an absurd amount of money to not really play, because you know he got yeah. that offseason contract behind Jameis. Right. You know, there was a quarterback competition in New Orleans, but like, you know, let's no. all be real, it was Jameis's job, um, and they. In the games that they've been putting him in, they're not utilizing him to the best of what I think his ability is until yesterday. Sean Payton's actually a good offensive mind. He's a good coach. I, I, it's not that they're not utilizing him, dude. He, there's a difference between tell you can't always do what the Patriots did against the Bills, right? Like you can't yeah. run out and be like, we're going to run every time with our quarterback. Like, oh, just because you want to utilize him that way doesn't mean that a good team playing against you isn't going to say, then beat us throwing the ball. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then when you try to do it, dude, his, the game, who'd they play before the Jets? Who'd they play a week ago? I don't even remember. When he threw the four picks, right? Or was that a couple weeks ago? Was it? Whatever. It doesn't on matter. On Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, he rolls out. He throws. Right? No, yeah. whatever. He throws four picks. Okay. But he ran. Remember, he ran for like 120 yards. Yeah. Congratulations, you do that every week. doesn't matter. That's not going to win you football games against good teams. Right. You're, just because your quarterback you know, runs. I'm not advocating for them to, you know, run the ball with Taysom Hill every time, but I feel like, you know, he's such a dual-threat guy. And, like, he's talented in, in a lot of areas of the game, and they really, for all the money that they're giving him to, it didn't make any sense to not – No, it should have been a seamless transition with that contract, right? You'd think, like, oh, okay, right. he goes down, we're fine. Yeah. 
Um, and they didn't even they didn't even go to him. And I know that he was dealing with like an injury or whatever, but I don't know. It, it was just weird to me. Um, but yeah, Saints beat the Jets in a pretty expected spot. Um, next game, Falcons and Panthers. What the fuck is the deal with Cam Newton? They they go to him and then they bench him and then they, no, and then they I go don't, back to him and then they bench him I again. I do not like to ever to celebrate a guy losing their job or a guy getting injured or anything like that. Right. Okay. All I will say is we told you. Like, Carolina, we told you so. He's not any good. He hasn't been good for a long time. Right. Right? He's a shell of the 2015 Cam Newton. And even then when he won MVP, wasn't that good. He's never been good, guys. He duped you all. Just because a guy comes out and say, fuck it, I'll say it. I'm a top 30 quarterback in this league. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. He's not that good. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he stinks. They have a better chance with P.J. Walker. It's I don't, just understand, I don't understand what they're doing. Because they started Cam, and he gets, like, a rushing touchdown, which is, like, fucking – Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, when – you bring him in in a goal line set, and he's Cam Newton. He's as tall as he is, and and you know even as predictable as that play is, he's, oh, he's obviously going to get in from one yard away. And then they're doing all the celebrations and giving the football to a fan, whatever. All this pomp and circumstance, and then he gets fucking benched halfway through the game. And then they bench PJ Walker, and they're like, "All right, we're going back to Cam." And that's like, ah, no, they're not using both guys in like a um, in like a. Uh, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill setting like they did last year, where it would be like, all right, we're going to, in special circumstances, we're going to bring Cam in and run the ball. No, Cam was the slated starter going into this game. Starts the game, gets benched because, what, he threw two picks again in like a Dude, quarter? he's been benched five of his last 14 starts. But then he gets put back in the game again because they bench P.J. Walker, and then Cam goes out, shits the bed again, let's go back to P.J. Walker. Like, what the fuck is Matt Rule doing? Just – no, it's not rule. That's a tough situation. Brennan, you go coach, and you have P.J. Walker and Cam Newton as your quarterbacks. Good I, luck. I am. Let's not the, blame the coach there. I'm of the mindset that if you're going to bench one guy, then don't keep benching the other and putting the other back in. Well, that's their plan this week coming up. It's not a benching thing. They're going to use both guys. That's different. This week, they were benching for as punishment both guys at different times during the game. Sometimes you deserve it. Right. But I, I don't. It's not the coach. It, I don't think that you should be benching both of your quarterbacks in the middle of the game, and then putting the guy that you just benched like back in and then back out. Like why you're not? You're gonna bench one stick but why with the other not? fucking guy. But why not? It just doesn't make sense. It's like all right. Why doesn't guy, it make sense? Because you're you're benching both of your quarterbacks in in different. But why doesn't it make time. sense? Why why doesn't it make sense? Because if a guy's not doing well, hold on. If a guy's not doing well. Take him out of the game, put in another guy. If that guy is now doing worse, take him You're out of the game. Put guy. the guy that you just took out Correct. who wasn't doing any better than the other yep. guy back in. That yes. doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. Then what the fuck was the point of benching? Because he wasn't doing well at that moment. Now Let's he's going to be again. doing better again. Yeah. And then when he's not, you're going to bench him and put the other guy that Correct. you benched back in the game? Yeah, that why? Makes shit for sense. No, it doesn't. No, no. You're, you're, you're punishing these quarterbacks for not playing well and then hoping that you're going to spark a reaction like 10 minutes later. And mm -hmm. then when it doesn't work, you're like, okay, right, you go on the ice. Court. You have a bad shift. You come off. It's a revolving door of, of you go on the ice. You go on the ice. You have a bad shift. You come off the ice. It's different. A new guy jumps on the line because they're going to try him out. Because he goes back on the out. The fly changes 
quarterbacks play the whole game. Absolutely not. On every okay, but the line's a line. They still have scheduled shifts. You're still going out on your shift. Right, but you're rolling. Right, I'm not talking about benching There's a whole. Like one I'm guy. not talking about benching a whole line. I was explicitly talking about one guy. Right. So you switch him out. You put a new guy out on that line. That guy now does bad. You put the other guy out. We've all seen it done. Right. A, a, a pinch hitter goes in and hits just because he pinch hit for him in that moment doesn't mean that the next time he comes up for his high school rules that that guy is going to hit again you're going to switch him back depending on matchups well, depending pin, on personnel depending on how you because feel. you don't always pinch hit a guy as punishment sometimes you pinch hit because you've got a right on Maddie and lefty on lefty matchup right. whatever but why hockey, not the hockey reference that makes total sense because your role because in football you have one quarterback that's playing every single down that is supposed to be playing the entire game if they both stink, Brennan, what's your like? You're like, I don't get it with Matt Rule, dude. The personnel is the issue, right? But if you're, you, I don't subscribe to the theory that you just keep benching your quarterbacks when you put them on the field and they're not doing well, and then you're going to go back to the guy that you just benched, and then you're going to bench the other guy, and then go back and it's just flipping them back and forth. Yeah, no, I, I, I just if I you want to use them in a dual no, quarterback, not, I mean, whatever. I think it's an issue of a supporting cast. I mean, who, who, do, they, who do they have on that team? Robbie Anderson? That's Hold it. on, Seth. Seth, do not sit here and tell me that Cam Newton would be any better oh, with no, a better no. supporting cast. I, I mean, well, he would be – they would be playing better <laughs> if there were better guys around him for sure. Yeah. But I think as a team, as a whole, it's indicative. Like, when you pull out Cam and even the other guy's not doing well. Right. Like there's some like I don't think it's just a quarterback issue. It can't just be a quarterback issue. There's well, got to so be another issue number one too. offensive player. Like, I mean, let's point yeah. out the obvious that you're, you your number one weapon on offense is done for the season and has not been healthy for two games. So that's the issue. But I just I don't know. I don't like it. I, I personally do not like that. They just have this revolving door of benching quarterbacks and then putting the bench guy back. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think. Too. Because I think that you need to get a rhythm, right? Like, imagine you're a starting pitcher. You go out there for three innings. You get pulled in the fourth. And then there he expects you to go back out there in the eighth, right? Like, you mm-hmm. sat for five innings. You're cold. You've lost your rhythm. Yeah. I get that. Um, I mean, there's rules that prevent what you just said from happening. So Right. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I, don't, saying, like, I don't know that that <laughs> works. Um, I get the analogy, though, because that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, you could always go to the bullpen and get ready to go. It would be the same as, like, starting a game. I don't – even if it wasn't allowed, no. I still disagree. Next. Next game. Okay. Uh, Seth, you said you had to leave, right? I have, like, two minutes, yeah. Okay. So, you can just, like, pop out whenever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in the middle of, like, if you want to talk about this next game, you can. Uh, it's Ravens and Browns. Uh, I just want to say before I go – Fuck you, Cincinnati. I refuse to pick you in any pick em ever again. Um, yeah, they y'all ruined suck perfect week. <laughs> ass at football. Yeah, w- one game away from perfect this week. One game, and it was Cincinnati. Y'all couldn't beat the fucking 49ers. Said so before you go, did you hear me call you talentless? <laughs> no, I was not paying attention. <laughs> Good, no, I was, was wondering why you were still smiling at me all day. Last <laughs> podcast I was on, I may or may not have used that word. I just want to say I take that back. I didn't mean it. Oh, I, did, I didn't listen to the last podcast. I listened to the yeah, don't. that got posted on social media. You know what? Go ahead and don't listen to it. All right? Just so we what can remain it? friends. What was the context of it? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, We remember, were talking about... I faced... I called when, you, remember? When you, when you <laughs> called, we were talking about Carp and I's relationship and the two different shows and whatever. <laughs> and Carp made a joke that you're the same on both shows, talentless. But he was kidding. <laughs> but it was funny. 
And then the morning after I released the episode. No, well, wait, hold on. <laughs> that was because Brendan said that when you're on my show, you act differently than when you're on his show. Like when you're with him or when you guys are doing your thing, you're whatever. And when you're on my show, he's right. like, you say what Carp wants to no, say. Like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I didn't say that. Like, said and I said, that's bullshit. That. So that's the exact same on both shows. And you I said the word talent was as a joke. I'm certainly <laughs> in a different I, – I watch what I say a little bit more on, on the morning show. I would Like I'm more conscious of what I'm saying when I'm on the morning show because I feel like I have to make sure I don't say something too stupid in the event that Carp says something really controversial and then we get into trouble. Yeah, so it's my fault. <laughs> it's <your> fault. <laughs> All right. All right, good. I'm glad we I'm glad we figured it's it out. No, what, but, said. what happened was <laughs> you did. What <laughs> happened was uh, the next morning I get a notification on my phone and Seth is typing on Snapchat. I go, oh no, that's not good. <laughs> he just listened. And you were typing for like a while and I was like, oh fuck, this isn't good. We've got beef. No, there was no but then you just ended up no. I figured you asked me something about football. I was like, oh, thank God. All right. I probably, what probably happen, whatever happens with that is I will start to text a message and then my brain says, hey, let's think about something. I was like, I'll be on the train or something. And then I'll get distracted. And then I'll look down and be like, oh, right. I was writing a message. And then I keep typing. And so people will be like, Seth, how did it take you that long to type that five word <laughs> sentence? And I'll be people like, I don't fucking know. Hey, Seth, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> what, was, uh, what was going on when you, when you typed for Forty-eight Let's minutes. Just pull you aside, real quick. <laughs> you shouldn't think that long when you say, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> All right, bro. We'll talk to you later. All right, Seth. Yeah, I'll yeah, see, I'll see I'm you guys in you like up. a couple so, hours. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let me know when you're like on your way, and at what point you may or may not be picking me up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. start typing now. <laughs> I'll start typing now. You'll get my message. In <laughs> You'll get the message that says here in a few minutes, but it's gonna. I'm gonna start now. <laughs> Whoa! I'm gonna put it in the mail Sunday night. You'll get it Thursday. <laughs> All right. See you. See you, sir. See you, guys. All right. Let's do Ravens and uh, and Bron- uh, Browns now. Yeah. This game actually ended up being pretty good. It was supposed to be a good game. It was supposed to be a good game. I said it was probably going to be the the most exciting game of the week it got it got outdone by a couple other games but um look Lamar goes down we don't know the extent of the injury they said it was an ankle injury I didn't personally see it I was watching the game I never saw the injury I just saw him getting carted off the field um so Huntley comes in and uh the Browns were up 24 to 6 at halftime I yeah and didn't score a single fucking point the rest of the game correct zero second half points if I'm a Browns fan even though you got the win, I'm really worried about this team. Very worried. Because the AFC North is so close. All these teams have six or seven wins. It's probably the most it, – it's screaming NFC East of last year to me where every team is going to, in week 17 and 18, have a shot at the division. Have a shot at the division. Right. 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 Um, but if I'm a Browns fan, I'm worried. You guys scored zero second-half points. Your number one receiver got his first receiving touchdown of the season yeah. this past Sunday. Uh, there's so much bullshit going on within the organization. You have the Odell drama. People are saying that Baker needs to go. The receivers are calling Baker out. Um, I didn't. The even, receivers' dads are calling Baker out. Right. The receivers' dads are making Instagram <laughs> posts about the quarterback. Uh, right. I didn't even notice Nick Chubb. Um, I don't know if he had a presence in the game or not. I, again, the seventeen half, carries. They were well. Uh, okay. Yeah. For how many? Uh, 55 yards. No, right. So, yeah. Nothing. Um, 
And then you have this backup quarterback for the Ravens, who, by the way, is pretty talented. Like, he, he took control of that game. Dude, he threw 38 passes coming in yeah. off the bench. It was unbelievable. He yeah. played very, very well. Very well. They come back, and they recover an onside kick. I said this to Seth today. There were three onside kick recoveries in the NFL yesterday mm-hmm. on the same day, which is incredible because it's so rare for that to happen. You have attempts all the time. But yeah. Rarely does the kicking team recover it. They recover the onside kick, and if it weren't for a sack um, that knocked them completely out of field goal range and forced them to take one of their last timeouts, they probably would have won that game. They end up losing by two. They cover the spread. Unbelievable backdoor. Yeah, cover. you sent me a text like, like Ravens two and a half isn't done yet or something yeah. like that. I was like, okay. I was fired up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hey, do the Ravens look better with this kid than Lamar? <laughs> uh, uh, Just to play that game because I'm not a Lamar fan and I know you're not a Lamar fan. And the Ravens have not looked good the past. I guess whole season with Lamar. Lamar threw what four picks against the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, threw another couple. No, he's thrown a lot of picks this year. But let's not act like this Hundley kid can't move either, right? Like Lamar Jackson, supposedly, what separates him is how good he is at running, running with the football. Yeah. Um, Huntley rushed for like fifty yards and threw for two seventies. We had three hundred and twenty yards. Yeah. Of combined offense off the bench. Right. Right? So it's not like you bring him in, you're losing that much on the ground. Uh, the, the question is, how much are you gaining in the air? How much better is he at throwing the football mm-hmm. than Lamar Jackson? And to answer that question, I would say it doesn't take much to be that much better at throwing the ball than Lamar Jackson. Not at all. Um, I don't know. I still think Lamar is your guy until you lose the job. Mm-hmm. Like I talked about, you don't lose the job to injury, I don't think. Right. No. Um, ever. So, I think that Lamar's your guy until – A, I mean, he still hasn't proven he can win in big moments. He hasn't won shit in big games. Nope. No playoffs, no nothing. So, till he does that, I think his job is always for question, but I still think it's his job. In yeah, and, you know, this could be a product of, you know, a backup quarterback coming into a situation um, where he just needs to get the – he needs to get the job done and, and he gets it done and kind of goes above and beyond what's expected of him. But I feel like every time I've seen Huntley come into a game, um, because, you know, Lamar's had a fair share of injuries. Um, like he was out with illness earlier this year and they played a game against the Bears where, and Marquise Brown was out the number one target. Yes. Um, Huntley, you know, that wasn't a great offensive game. It was ugly, but he got the win. I feel like every time Huntley's come into situations where Lamar goes down or Lamar's out. And yes. They call upon him to do everything he can to try and win that game. He, he's come up big. And I, you know, I'm not advocating for Lamar to be benched behind Huntley, but I, I would go as far to say that in the moments that we've seen Huntley in those kind of select few moments, he has definitely looked better than Lamar. I think he has more of a passing element to his game than Lamar ever will. Uh, I saw people on Twitter advocating for the Ravens to move Lamar to running back or wide receiver, which, like, you know, it's funny. But, um, I mean, in all seriousness, he's a pretty productive runner, but he just doesn't have that element of his passing game that I think a lot of other quarterbacks do have. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a Lamar guy. You know that. I don't want to go I'm too not, down. No. I will say this. Harbaugh has proven, right, you take out – okay, you, you move on from Flacco, who at the time was a good quarterback mm-hmm. in Baltimore. Still wins, right? And then when Lamar starts going down with injuries, 
there were times where you had McSorley come in. There were times when you had RG3 come in. There's yeah. times when you had Huntley come in. All these guys have come in, and it looks like Baltimore doesn't miss a step, skip, mm-hmm. skip a beat on offense. Yeah. Right? And I think that's a testament to what Harbaugh and his staff has done over in Baltimore. And yeah. a league with a lot of bad coaches, he's not one of them. No, he's, they're definitely a well-coached team, and they've had a pretty good – he's had a pretty good tenure in Baltimore. No doubt. Um, I mean, when you take a team to a Super Bowl, um, yeah, you've got a good fucking resume as a coach. For, because some guys will never get the opportunity. Um, he won a Super Bowl. One, yes. Right. He beat the 49ers, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was when he played against his brother, too. Lights, lights go down game. Kaepernick was playing. <laughs> right. Our guy. Okay. <laughs> what a um, matchup. Kaepernick and Flacco. Just I know. Imagine football at its somebody best. that matchup today. Like, oh, yeah, Super Bowl 46 or whatever it was. Um, Kaepernick and Flacco. Oh, God. Um, hey, fun fact about Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> go for it. Is it going to be a fun fact? <laughs> no, it is. Only quarterback in the history of the 49ers to throw an interception in the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, Steve Young, Joe Montana. Good for Kaepernick. him. Really good stuff. <laughs> I don't even want to get into the whole Kaepernick's not good thing, but he's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Browns hold on, but I, I still think the division is going to be the Bengals. Um, granted, they lost yesterday, and we'll get to that game in a couple of games, but I still think the division is going to be the Bengals. I, I, I really do. Uh, I think that the Browns are going to miss out on the playoffs. I think that the Ravens are going to be a wild card team, and I think that the Steelers are going to be uh, done. And that leaves the Bengals to lead the division. That's that's how I see it happening. You don't? No, I mean I'm just looking at that division. That's nuts. That division, every team is pretty much the same. Hey, and Pittsburgh's never had a losing season with Tomlin, and they're six six and one. Well, I'm just you know, but right. Wow, what a division. Yeah, they they are last year's NFC. Hey, on that topic, we talk about the fact that Tom Brady knows how to pick divisions. Sure. Like, he spent his whole <laughs> career in the AFC East with, like, a shit division. Yeah. Like, let's just be real. This division blows. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, like, I'm a free agent, and I'm going to go choose. He goes to the NFC South, where, like, Carolina falls apart. You know, you have Atlanta fall apart. And then you have New Orleans, like, after Drew Brees is gone, fall yeah. apart. Right. Like, well done, Tom. <laughs> good job. Yeah. <laughs> that is next division selection. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Next game. Giants, Chargers. The Chargers are a really interesting team because I wrote them into the category of they started off hot and then they kind of cooled off, but they looked good yesterday. Um, Austin Eckler is – I love watching him play. Even back when they had Melvin Gordon on their team, they would – He's Melvin that. Gordon-ish. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually. Yeah, they'd use that two-back set. Um, and Austin Eckler was really fun to watch. Um, he's a, he's a, a very threatening guy coming out of the backfield, both in the pass game and in the run game. I love Justin Herbert. Uh, I think that maybe the expectation, the bar was set a little too high for him coming into this year, and he hasn't, he hasn't fully exceeded what everybody thought. I think everybody thought that this team was going, he was going to lead them to like a Super Bowl this year and that he showed all the signs of Patrick Mahomes and that they were going to win that division and, because, you know, the Chiefs were struggling early on. Uh, but I love Justin Herbert. I think he's fun to watch. Uh, obviously, the Giants aren't really all that, especially – yeah, you know, it's hard to watch them play with Mike Glennon as their quarterback. Um, and they've got no <laughs> weapons. Kenny Galladay's overrated. He had one good year. They don't have any weapons. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Siri, yeah. Siri just has a mind of, of her own, really. Uh, but, yeah, the Giants are, are, 
or not a, that's not an impressive win for the Chargers, but they looked good. On the subject of impressive wins, I actually categorize the Chargers win for the Patriots as their most impressive win of the season. You mean as the Patriots? Correct. Yes, yes, yeah. Like, honestly, that was the only team that I, you could say, like, healthy, good quarterback, good weapons. And at that time, too, that was on Halloween, we hadn't um, – really had any we weren't this team we weren't this team we right. hadn't had any substantial victories um, yet. that kind of turned the top yeah so back to this game i just wanted to throw that out there like yeah. I, I i genuinely believe that back to this game i mean chargers did what they're supposed to do in this game you got to win this game you're supposed to be an elite team in the afc here's how mm-hmm. um we had this conversation on our show the other day when we talked about the most dangerous teams in the afc to the patriots and I think we said Colts. I think Ferruo may have thrown out Chiefs or whatever. Dude, the Chargers could be dangerous. The only thing is the Patriots are so good against them. Dude, the Chargers play well against everyone else in the league. Yeah. They're good. Very good. Yeah, they are. Um, so that was, a, that was a good game to watch. The Chargers, like you said. Not did. much you can pull out of it, though. Right. Yeah, the Chargers what I mean. did what they had to do to win that game, especially Keenan Allen didn't end up playing. He's, he's their number one offensive target. Didn't end up playing. Right. Um, so to get it done in that spot, yeah, you know, good for them. All right, next game, Lions-Broncos. Uh, I had Lions plus 10. That was such a letdown. Me too. Um, I, I, I think the Demarius Thomas thing definitely played into that performance, too. Um, that was an emotional game for yeah. all the Broncos. No, to, I don't. You don't? I, I just, you know, that was an emotional game for the fans and for the team. And, you know, it, when a tragedy like that happens, I feel like. How know, many guys on this Broncos team played? Probably, with Demaris probably Thomas. not many. But Demarius Thomas, you know, career Bronco. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Um, but, listen, the Broncos, I said on the pick I don't think that they have blowout capabilities. But. Hey, they looked fucking fantastic. Granted, it's the Lions, uh, one in ten, but the Lions play in a lot of close games. Their ATS record is has, is a winning record, so they're covering exceptional. Yeah, <laughs> it's exceptional. Um, so they cover a lot of spreads, which means they're playing close games. And early on in the season, they've been dealt kind of you know you'd expect like oh yeah they're one in ten, so they're probably getting double digit spreads. But they had some you know three and a half, six and a half, seven games. Obviously, this one was ten and a half. I mean, it went to twelve and a half at one point. But, um, yeah, the Broncos looked really good. Uh, in terms of being in the hunt for the playoffs, I don't know if the Broncos hmm. – oh, yeah, they definitely still have a chance. What am I saying? They're 7-6 and six right now. Yep. You get the Bengals next week in a game that could go either way. You get the Raiders in a game that could go either way, probably yep. leaning towards Borderline Denver. you should win, yeah. And then you get the Chargers, right. who they beat a couple weeks ago. And then you get the Chiefs at the end of the year. And like you said with the whole Cardinals and um, – was it Saints or who was the other thing we were talking – no, Cardinals and Seahawks. That, you know, the Chiefs could be in a position to be resting their starters in week 18 or week 17. Playing for nothing. Yeah, playing for nothing. So, like, you could go in if that game means something to you and, like, snap off a victory. So I wouldn't count the Broncos out. Yeah, they, they actually look really good. Well, the Broncos' recipe is simple. We're going to play good defense, okay, which they usually do. Then they're also saying – or what they have to do in order to compete, win, be exceptional, or be one of the good teams in the league, they need to run the ball well. And they did that yesterday because Teddy Bridgewater can't come out and throw 50 passes and win a game. Yeah. I'm not taking a shot at him or anything. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I wouldn't put him top 10. No. Or top 15 even. 
but he's a starter in this league and he's pretty good and he can be the kind of game manager guy. And when you have good teams, sometimes that's all you need, right? So run the ball well, play good defense. Teddy Bridgewater threw for 25 or threw 25 times. Perfect. Yeah. No more than that. That's fine. We're good. Move on. You know, and, and that's what they needed. And they ran for what? They ran for almost 200 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Like, yeah, that's what they got to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is coming to Denver and he's gotten the job done. Um, he's been hurt a couple times too. Uh, and they've gone to Drew Locke, who I think is just a far inferior quarterback. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. But hey, Melvin Gordon looks really good on the, on the ground, kind of reestablished himself in Denver. Yeah. They've got weapons, you know, um, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. That's a pretty solid receiving core. This team were able to sneak into the playoffs. Hey, like if they were a wildcard team, they they could get a win. They could definitely give a team a good game. So I wouldn't count Denver out yet. They looked really good. Again, it's the Lions, so it's hard to kind of categorize that as like a statement victory. But they're doing what they need to do with the cards that they're dealt, uh, and they're winning games. So I wouldn't count them out just yet, but keep an eye on them. Next game, Niners, Bengals. This game went to overtime. Good game. Very good game. Fun to watch. I mean, Seth, Seth said, like, you know, fuck the Bengals. They couldn't beat the Niners. The Niners have, have very quietly been on a, a tear. Yep. Take away the Seahawks game last week. Yeah. The Niners have all of a sudden – I when I did power rankings a couple weeks ago, I put them in my top ten. Um, they're back. The Niners are definitely back. Uh, and early on, it looked like they were going to have sort of a <clears> – <throat> an identical season to last year where it was like four or five win, maybe, you know, just, just bottom of the uh, NFC West or is that NFC West? Yeah. With the Cardinals. That's the best division for football, in my opinion. Um, it, it looked like they were going to be at the bottom of that division, not really competing kid. Like they're, they're, they're going to be a playoff team. I think I, I really believe in this team. They look good in that game. Um should have probably shut the door on the Bengals before they let that game get to overtime. Had a double-digit lead on them at one point. But, hey, got the job done. Brandon Ayuk is fucking talented. Uh, really speedy receiver. Debo Samuel is like they're running back now. They, I think he had okay. more rushes than uh, receptions yesterday. Or yeah, I think, uh, yeah, he had one catch, eight, eight, eight rushing attempts on the ground. Yeah. Which, if you've been watching the Niners for a long time, which I have because I'm a Jimmy G somewhat of a Jimmy G fan. I actually like Shanahan and I like that organization. Yep, likewise. Um, you know that they put receivers and skill position players in motion more than any other team in football, and it's not particularly close. Mm-hmm. Like, absurd amounts. You watch the pre-snap movement by the 49ers, it's not totally different from any other team in the league. And so what that does, it gets Debo Samuel moving before he gets the ball, Right, you guarantee that a guy that's skilled touches it. And I actually really like the way that they're using him. Mm-hmm. And that opens up the passing game for other targets. Yeah. Kittle, um, Ayuk, et cetera. And yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I, I think Shanahan's got this team and they're getting better when they need to be getting right. better. Right. Yeah. Like they're hitting their stride now, right time. Yeah. But um, so yeah. I, I, I believe that the 49ers are, are, are going to be a playoff team, and I think that, you know, I wouldn't count them out to win a playoff game either. They, like you said, they're getting better at the right times. They're winning games at the right times. They're looking good. Um, that was a very exciting game to watch on both sides of the ball. In terms of the Bengals, like I said, I think they're going to win the AFC North. Um, I like Joe Burrow. I really do. I think he's got a great arm. Um, he's, got a, he's got a very – I hate to compare him to a player that's younger than him, but a very Mac Jones-esque kind of like <laughs> – 
competitive. That's edge. so weird. It's so weird. But you know when Mac Jones early on when the Patriots were losing and he was like fucking like he would come off the field and he would be like rallying the team and kind of like you know he's a he's a competitive guy. Sure, he, but he has a very noticeable competitive edge to him. Right, but not over the top, like right, crazy, but not like, over the top crazy, but like no, I know you, you can mean, tell that he's quarterbacking this leadership. Offense. He's, yes, leadership. leadership. He's taking, yeah, he's taking the reins, so to speak, and doing what he needs to do to kind of get his guys together. Joe Burrow has that in him. Joe Burrow, like, broke his fucking finger last week. Real, literally went to the sideline. The shit was hanging like backwards. He's like Vito in the TBR bowl. Gets it snapped back mm. in place, like you know when they double tape fingers together when they're not when they're broken. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like they tape it next to another finger. They do that on his throwing hand. He comes back in the game. He's literally throwing the ball and like screaming in pain because his finger is like broken. It's not just like just like it's like broken. Uh, and they like taping it back together so he can go and finish the game. He, you know when he throws a bad pass, he he takes ownership of it. He looks like, you know that the other players involved with this offense, obviously they've got young guy like Jamar Chase. He's going to be looking and they play. So I want to talk about him in a second. Yeah. Um, But they just, it looks like this team's rallying around Joe Burrow. And I really like that. And Hey, they're playing in close games, right? The chargers were blowing them out in the first half, two weeks ago. They end up coming back and almost winning that game. They put up like 35 points. The offense looked really good. The defense was making stops when the defense needs to make stops. They clawed back against the, a, a very good Niners team with momentum yesterday to force overtime and, like, hey, if the coin toss goes the other way, maybe you win that game. You know, that's, that's the downfall of the NFL overtime rules is, like, you know, you'll, the likeliness of winning gets seriously diminished when you lose the coin toss versus, like, uh, and I'm not saying advocating for college, NFL, uh, college overtime rules in the NFL, but in college – you kind of get a hack at it no matter what side you're on. In the NFL, it's like if you win the coin toss and you take the ball and you have a decent enough offense, you're, you're probably going to put points on the board, whether it's, you know, you go up by three and give the ball back to the other team or you, or you score a touchdown and win the game. So I, I, I do think that this Bengals team is going to win the AFC North. They look very good. Jamar Chase. Yeah, I watched, him, I watched that game yesterday. Um, twice when they could have iced the game, could have won the game. He was coming over the middle of the field. Joe Burrow hit him in stride in the hands. Dropped. Twice. Twice. Because he was scared of getting hit. Like, no other excuse other than, like, got rid of the football so he doesn't get hit. That's it, dude. I don't don't get it. I don't think you can win rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, after that performance. I watched Well, yeah, I mean – think we all know who's gonna win offense the odds are getting closer than you think after i think that the bills game actually hurt mac jones more than it helped him just because it shows the old narrative the the thing that hurts mac jones in the rookie of the year conversation is that bill belichick's his coach right right so they'll say all right well if trevor lawrence was on that team he was gonna win rookie of the year zach wilson was on that team he would have won rookie of the year right justin fields he would have won rookie of the year Mm -hmm. whatever um Hold on, and then I want to go to the 49ers real quick, too. Trey Lance was picked early in this draft Very. to replace Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Early on in the season, Trey Lance got a lot of time, right? What do you think's going on there? I don't know. Because um, that's interesting. Like, are they going to move on is. from Jimmy G? Are they going to hold on to Trey Lance? Like, <laughs> you haven't heard many national stories about this at all. No. Because it's kind of weird. Like, Jimmy G's still in his prime. Was he 32? He's got years to go. 
Is Trey Lance? Yeah, is Trey Lance the guy now? Is he not? Like, yeah, I think he is. Um, and Trey I, Lance is the guy. Yeah, I don't agree with the decision, but the only reason why I'm saying that he is is because I saw a news report a couple weeks ago that said, barring a miraculous Super Bowl run, the 49ers are reportedly going to move on from Jimmy G this offseason and seek a trade. So that's the only reason why I say that is because they draft this guy. Like Trey Lance is talented, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I favor Jimmy G over him, but – I think they draft this guy. He got a lot of time in the beginning of the season. I don't think the 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl. I see that news report. It seems like in all likelihood they, right. they are going to move on from him. Do I think it's the right decision? No. Because like you said, like we both just said, Jimmy G's looked great. His team has looked really good mm-hmm. in the past few weeks when they've stopped going to Trey Lance. Um, but then again, you know, are they trying to take the approach of uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens? Where no. You don't think so? No. Where you keep the guy behind the veteran for a little bit. Right. Then, or Packers with Rodgers and Favre. Right. No. You don't think they're doing that? I don't. I think that I think that you take a guy that early, then it's more than just it, – you're trying to get him in there quicker. Like, there was too much around that story that led to the drafting of Trey Lance. There was too much around – Jimmy G isn't good enough, mm-hmm. right? Like, to stick with this guy now. That shows your whole organization. You guys were all wrong. You, I think it's more likely that Trey Lance gets moved. Then nah, that's stupid. That's a stupid take. That is a stupid take. Well, no, so I just don't know. It's a weird situation. Right. Well, I personally think that they should stick with Jimmy G. But why they reach, dude? It's so right. weird. But I don't and know. The only reason I'm saying that is because I I forget where the take was, but it was a... It's fine, it's fine. No, it's fine. Right. I trust you. I yeah, just, but I saw it somewhere that it said, and it said specifically... All I'm saying is Jimmy G, even if... Ball, so right. if, you, if you're trading if you're trading Jimmy G, now the 49ers, and you're a team that needs a quarterback, like, perfect situation for Jimmy G might be a Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Good running game, some talented receivers, go in there. That's pretty good. Might be Washington with, yeah. you know, if they move on from Heineke... Decent team, good defense. Like, I, I feel like if you're a team that's pretty good, maybe a quarterback away, I'd be going after Jimmy G if they think that Trey Lance is the guy. Yeah. I just seeing what Jimmy G is doing now this season. Exactly. Oh, and, you know, maybe that's why he's been playing so well is because he's trying to – Play for a job. Play for a job. Right. right. He's, trying to, he's trying to show out for, for a starring job next year and kind of, you know, boost his trade value mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Jimmy G, I think, should be the guy in San Francisco. But the only reason I, I say he, he most likely won't be is just because I saw that. Okay, Bucks and Bills, uh, the second overtime game of the week. Fucking, I mean, yeah, the Bucks looked really good in the first half, and then the Bills looked really good in the second half, and then the Bucks came away with it in overtime. Um, are you worried about because? I think you and I both want the same outcome to the se- to the end of the season. Are you worried about the Bucks getting there? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> you're not. No, I, the Bucks aren't going to. The Bucks are not going to not make the Super Bowl because they're not a good team. They or that they fuck up. The Bucks will not make the Super Bowl because the Packers have a great game, or like a, any given team just beats them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lose the game because they stink. I'm not worried about them. The Bills are good, dude. I'm telling you, the Bills are good. I'm still not off that bandwagon. Like, all the people are like, we ruined the Bills. 
They're top five in the league in defense and offense still. Yeah. No, I, that, I, I've always thought that the Bills were good. I just think that – I don't know. I don't think you're 14 good. weeks into the season. It's not a fluke that you're top five in both. No, I, I don't think They're a, a good team. I don't think that it's a fluke. I and just so think that – for the Bucs, it's a good win against a good team. First of all, a great cover. Shoot. Oh, my God. Well, I, I was saying to you, they go to overtime, so I had Bucs minus three and a half. Did you as well, I think? Yes. Yeah. So always <laughs> every week, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. Every week. And I said on the, on the picking podcast, I was like, if Tom Brady knows, you know, if he knows one thing, it's how to cover spreads. And so I took it. Maybe um, win Super Bowls. <laughs> wins he, well, yeah, he wins Super Bowls too. Uh, and I was sitting there watching the game with my dad and he knew that I was, so I, as a sports better in that situation, it was kind of a weird situation that you were rooting for at the end of that game, because the bills had the ball and were marching down by three right so i'm sitting there and i have bucks minus three and a half so for the last three minutes of that game i was rooting for the bills to march down and kick a field goal right and then they do it we hit overtime in a tie game and the flipped the script completely flips and now i'm rooting for the bucks to score a touchdown right so the bills get the ball first i don't know if you noticed this too um i'll ask this after so Go ahead. The, so the the, the coin toss, Mike Evans. Did you notice that? No, I didn't watch that. I, I, so no. they toss the coin, right? And the Bills win the toss. And obviously, Josh Allen says, we want the ball. Right. Well, as soon as the coin hit the ground, it was tails. Mike Evans just walked away. Just, just walked away like little, little bitch face, like, I'm out of here. Like, fuck this. We're going to lose this game. Like, this is over kind of thing. He still had to stand in there and pick which direction they were going to defend. Josh Allen hadn't even made the call to take the ball yet. You know, you could like for, for, for all we know, he could have done a bill Belichick against the jets and decided to kick. Right. So the toss goes up. Allen calls tails. It lands tails. Mike Evans just out of the frame. I thought I was a little put out by that. And I like Mike Evans as a player, but I thought that that was, I didn't, I didn't know how like Brady would have received that because I'm sure, you know, Tom Brady would be like, Hey, get the fuck back in there. Like, you got a job to do. Like, this game's not over. All right. Did you see what Chris Sims said after the game yesterday? I didn't, know. Okay. You know Chris Sims? Bill Sims sucked. Okay. Fucking moron, by the way. <laughs> you ever see his list that he puts out at the beginning of the year? It's, no. He always ranks the top 30 quarterbacks. He always puts, like, some absurd guy, like, number two, just to, like, do. Like, right. he's one of those guys that's, like, a blue check mark guy for no reason other than his dad was a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, like, idiot. <laughs> um, so, he tweets out after the game. At this point – the precedent is that MVP award goes to Tom Brady, which is – oh, I'm sorry. That the MVP award goes to the quarterback with the best stats on the best team. And Tom Brady has the better MVP case right now than Josh Allen due to that. But after watching Bill's Bucks yesterday, you could tell Allen was the best QB on the field. No chance. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't think no Josh Allen chance. played. I thought Tom Hold Brady on. played really well. Tom Brady this season, not just yesterday's game. He said that Josh Allen's a better quarterback, not just like in that game. Not just in that game. He okay. said overall, Tom Brady this season, higher hard. completion percentage, yards per game, yards per attempt, rating, QBR, touchdown interception ratio, and total yards. So including on the ground, because Josh Allen's a, a dual threat, Yeah. Tom Brady is blowing him out. Tom year. Brady was rushing the ball a lot yesterday. Yes, he ran well yesterday too. He ran very well yesterday. Right? And he was getting into some scuffles. It was like prime, like no, and then pissed off Brady. It was look awesome. at the game too. Look at the numbers. I was gonna say also Just like in that game, Brady all, played better than him. Right. Yeah. And above all, record. 
the Bucks are just a better. Like he yeah, said, but I'm saying an absurd right. take by by Chris Sims. Right. Because in his criteria for MVP, he says the better quarterback on the better team. Well, the Bucks are miles better than the Bills, even though that game was overtime. Yeah, the Bucks are just miles better than Bills. But anyway. I think um, the Bills – I mean, the Bucks win, like Seth would say, like in spite of whatever. The the Bills win in spite of Bruce Arians. Like he, he – I mean, the Bucks the win, Bucks win in, in spite of Bruce Arians. He, he stinks. He's so bad. Watching those game plans. Uh, yeah. Like how do you get outscored 17 zip in the, in the fourth quarter? Or that 17 was, to three. Yeah, you know what I mean? That was the it was gross. thing. But, um, but, yeah, so I was sitting there watching the game with my dad, and I had Bucks minus three and a half. So we go to overtime. The Bucks get the ball back. The Bills go three and out or something, and they have to punt to the Bucks. Yep. And uh, in this situation now, the Bucks all they need to do is kick a field goal. So I'm literally sitting there with my dad, and I go, "Well, this sucks because they're 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 going to score three points, and I'm, they're not going to cover." And they hike the ball, and oh, and I said, "I think I texted you the the exact thing I said," but I was like, "Oh, yeah, you did." You know, th- this sucks because they're going to score three points and they're not going to cover. Um, and then I said, barring any sort of fluky touchdown. And right as I said that, Brady hikes the ball, throws it to Brashad Perryman. Like Perryman, that. <laughs> Perryman turns the corner, and Ronnie looks at me. He goes like this. And he turns the corner, and he goes, Brady's 700th touchdown uh, in incredible fashion. And in a spot where they just needed to get in field goal range, throws like an incredible pass and go 56 yards, I think it was, or 58 or something like that, to win the game and cover the fucking spread, and beat the Bills in overtime, and throw your 700th career touchdown pass. Nuts. Um, there's a cool video, too, of as soon as Brashad Perryman gets in the end zone. Because you know with um, – what did Brady hit earlier this year? He had a big – I think he passed somebody for passing touchdowns or something. And Mike yeah, it was, when the, it was the Mike Evans one. And he gave the ball away. Right. They, they got it back. But it is a cool video of as soon as Brashad Perryman enters the end zone, he drops the ball and starts to celebrate. There's a video of the ball boy in the end zone sprinting like faster than anyone's ever run and just scooping up the ball and running right to the sideline, like, you know, protecting that thing with his fucking life. It's a pretty cool video. Um, but yeah, what a cover for the Bucks. That was, that's my biggest takeaway. What a cover in a spot where you could have easily just kicked a field goal to win the game and like, you know, right. Chalked up the overtime kind of that whole blowing the, the lead to, you know, whatever, and just taking your win. No, they covered the fucking spread, too. That's what I said. Good teams win. Great teams cover. So, yeah. Bucks win that game. Um, yeah. So, you're not worried about the Bucs. I'm not. Getting you are? Super Bowl. Um, not just because of that game. I mean, blowing that well, lead Well, wait. What do you mean worried me. about the team getting to the Super Bowl? Getting to the Super Bowl, we become way too accustomed for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very difficult to do that. Right. Okay. The, all I'm saying is, Okay, I'm not saying that they're going to get there, like 100% chance they're no, going right. to get there. That's not what I'm saying they have as good a chance as any other team in contention on getting to the Super Bowl. That yeah. I believe. Like, I think, you know, I think you, they, they played this season out from here on, okay, a thousand times, a hundred times, a thousand times, a million times. The Buccaneers get to the Super Bowl as many times as any other team in a simulation. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I don't think that I have too many doubts about it either. And I think the biggest thing that they have working for them is that they have Tom Brady, who just seems to. Yeah, and that they did it last year. They did it last year. They brought the same pieces back. Yeah. And last year, um, they they kind of struggled in the regular season in a few spots. So, you know, they're definitely a better team this year, I think. A better regular season team. But Tom Brady just knows how to get to the yeah, weren't they like five and four last year or something at yeah. one point? Yeah, yeah. They, they were eleven. And they were they were a wild card team. They didn't win the division. Correct. Yeah, um, and they almost lost to Washington in that wild card game too. So like, yeah, 
Tom Brady gets it done. Yeah, and they lost the Saints twice, I think. You know who I've been most impressed with on the uh, Buccaneers this year? Leonard Fournette. Yep. Thank you. Thousand percent. He's completely reestablished himself. I mean, last year. In the playoffs, he did very well. In the playoffs, but, you know, he was a late signee. You know, at that point, he'd been pretty, like, people were, were like, all right, this guy was like Dude, such a boss. Dude, had like good years, like with Jacksonville too. Yeah, and then he, he was a top five pick coming out of LSU, mm-hmm. and he just completely Number fell 22. off the map. Yeah, um, and uh, and like you know, fucking look at him now. His numbers, both rushing and receiving and scoring. I think he's got. I gotta look it up. He's on my fantasy team. He's been a monster in fantasy. Uh, what are you looking for? Total touchdown. All I'm saying is look at the amount of carries he's been getting this year. Right? He, he got 19 yesterday. Yeah, he got 19 yesterday, 13 the week before, 17 the week before that, 10. He's getting consistent double-digit carries. Right on a team that throws the ball a ton. You know, I I, I really like the way he's played this year. In, really like in the past three games, he's got six touchdowns. Yeah. Both in the air and on the ground. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, he's a he's a bigger, stronger back. They put it on the ground near yeah. the goal line. But that's not even not even just that. He, I mean, what he had breakaway run yesterday for forty seven yards. Yeah. Like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I'm very impressed with him. He's reestablished himself in Tampa, and like rightfully so. You know, you're playing with the best quarterback of all time, probably one of the best offenses in football. No doubt. Um, I'm I'm glad to see him doing well. All right, last game, Sunday night football, Bears and Packers. I think we all saw the outcome coming, um, but this game won us some money. Yeah. It did. Did you see Matt Nagy's interview at halftime with Tracy Wolfson? Wolfenson. Wolf Wolferson. I think I did, but I don't remember like what he would have said. Okay. He runs the sideline. I don't know if they caught it on camera or if he just told her or whatever, and then she talks about when she talked to him. He said, We are having so much fun. I am having so much fun right now. Dude, there's a guy. There's no guy in the league that that could get fired quicker than him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, we are having so much fun, dude. Yeah. That's- What's the message to the team? Like at halftime, guys. Like, just have fun. You know what I mean? You're, they were winning, right? Like twenty-seven twenty or something. They could have easily won. Right. We are having so much fun. There was a great. Good for you, dude. Go, go coach Little League. Like, <laughs> if you want to have was, fun. Matt Nagy was interviewed today, um, and they were down 11 in the fourth quarter. They were covering an onside kick last night, too. By yeah, the way, right. I didn't realize that you can't um, advance an onside kick in the NFL. I, I did not realize that that was a rule because they would have had a touchdown. Um, but it's a rule that once you recover an onside kick, you know, dead ball, wherever it is. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know it until last night either. Uh, it's if you are the kicking team, you cannot advance an onside kick any further than where you collect. So I learned something new last night. But they were down 11 in the fourth quarter, and they had a fourth in inches, and they punted the ball, right? So immediately, poor coaching decision. decision Because you're Chicago, pretty depleted season so far. Justin Fields has been, like, you know, middle of the pack. You had Andy Dalton in and out. Justin Fields was in and out with injuries, whatever it may be. Um, Allen Robinson, who was supposed to be your star receiver, really hasn't done anything. Their special teams looked really good last night. Jakeem Grant had the first punt return touchdown in the NFL season. Um, so you're down 11 to the best team in the NFC, right? Fourth and inches. You're down 11, two scores. Fourth and inches, right? And you don't go for it? Mm-hmm. That's insane. So he was asked about it today, and this is what he said. 
you wish you would have went for it. That's the part where you look back as a coach and you go, damn, that would have been the time to do that. Who the fuck is this guy? The head coach less than 24 hours after is like, fuck, we should have went for it. (laughs) Where were like, you'd be the great person to have around the day after a crisis fourth and inches down by 11 and the, the paid trained NFL coach is like, no, let's be conservative and punt this one. And then hours later is like, shit, we should have went for it. (laughs) That's the guy in Madden. Who's like, fuck, you know, hindsight is so 2020. Like if he'd won that game, no one would be talking about. No, I mean, there's nothing (laughs) like it separated. There's nothing that separated Matt Nagy after the game from like a normal, like sports radio, not even host, just like a, a caller. A caller. <laughs> hey, we should have gone for it. You know what long I mean? Long time listener, first time yeah, yeah. Hey, Falga, long time. <laughs> <laughs> we should have gone for it. Exactly. Right. Okay, Matt, thanks. Why don't you <laughs> – I sent you a picture of the graphic they had up on NBC. You want to look at it? It I just says, Matt Nagy, I'm having so much fun. They showed it again when they were like <laughs> – like losing i didn't find the it best part but they brought it looking at the <laughs> <laughs> but they brought it siri shut the fuck up but God. they brought it back like later on in the game <laughs> i couldn't find that one but i remembered watching and like right when they started to lose they showed matt nagy again and then rather than like where you just says like bears head coach underneath <laughs> it she said i'm having so much fun, having fun. <laughs> good for you dude <laughs> Good for you. Imagine, Go coach, fucking dude, literally. They could have easily. They could have easily won that game. I mean, you go for it on fourth and inches. Who knows? Um, yeah. No, I, hold on, hold on. If you had told me before the game, okay, Robbie, Bears are going to score twenty-seven points in the first half. Are they going to win this game? I'd say a hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, because of course, go figure. Uh, they everybody always shits on Matt Nagy's offense, right? Because he's supposed to be the offensive guru. Yeah. And everybody always shits on his offense. Go figure the one time like they put up points, they get fucking blown. Yeah. Right. Joke. I that's partly a testament to just how good the Packers are. And like that bode well, I had Packers team total over 28 and a half. I had Aaron Rodgers over for um that both of us won money on that game. We won we won fucking tons of money. That was like a big bounce back Sunday night football. I felt good about it. Um, but you know, when they went down by a couple scores early on, like that just boded well for, for yeah. the Packers offense to come alive last night. Um, and they easily exceeded the team total. Aaron Rodgers threw for like 300 Javante Adams and Aaron Jones between the two of them had four touchdowns. Just like looks yeah. so good. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers still owns the bears. So yeah, th- it's just a testament to how good the Packers. Dude, I, looked so I good. was rooting for the Bears too. I put all my money on the Packers, and I was rooting for the Bears. Like I, I don't like yeah. rooting for Rodgers at all. I always kind of have an instinct to root for the underdog, especially when it's alive. You know, like when the Bears were looking good in the first half, I was like, well, Did you see the picture see of the Aaron Rodgers lookalike? Like I was watching live when that happened. Best best post. I think it was like NFL posted it or whatever, and the the actual caption was like, first Bill Burr, now this." Yeah, did you see that? I was like, I was like. All right, whoever is whoever's the media guy, NFL, good work there. Like that's, you know what I was thinking to myself one. when they were taking a video of the guy, not just the picture, but the video was like, this guy looks more like Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers looks like himself. He lit, like I literally, I think in my mind, that's what Aaron Rodgers looks like, is that guy. Like, and Aaron Rodgers looks less like Aaron Rodgers now than that. Yeah, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers looks like shit. His hair not yesterday. Close. I mean, it's not, it's like long hair, but it's like stringy. 
it's not even like flow. Like the guy, the lookalike had flow, you know? He had like Jared Leto kind of stuff going on. Right. Jared Leto looks like Aaron Rodgers too. So I'll say that. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, those are all the games. Good. From week 14, we just ran through all of them. Guys, big news coming up. We have the 100th episode coming up soon. This is episode 98. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think 99 is going to be a pick em this week. And then 100 will be following that. So yes. stay tuned. A lot yeah, of content better than not rush it and try and squeeze it in this week. Because there's a lot of moving parts that are going to be going into this episode. You don't want it. That's not something you want to rush. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to be here, too. Right. Like, saying, for the next week. Before, you know, before you leave. Yeah. Uh, try and squeeze in, like, four episodes a week. I mean, I'm, this is my fourth podcast in, like, four days. No, we have people that don't, that don't want to show up anymore. We got <clears throat> a lot going on. Who? <laughs> Lynch? I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to say it. I mean. I don't like saying it anymore. I, don't, I'm I mean, not, I'll like, say it. I don't say when was the last time Michael was here? <laughs> yeah, but no, we could use him. I mean, I'd like for yeah. him to be around for the 100th, for the 100th episode, episode. But I mean, That's, Seth will be here. Seth will be here. We're going to have some special guests coming in and out. Uh, Play a lot of clips. It'll be good. Yeah. Stroll down memory lane. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, until the next episode, stay tuned on the Instagram because we post, we've been posting a lot more clips uh, of our podcast now on TikTok and Instagram. And Stay tuned for all that more content. And, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening to episode 98. And we'll see you next time for episode 99. Peace.